Welcome to Real Life Moms. I'm your host, Lisa Foster. And Real Life Moms is a podcast where moms have real conversations, share resources, and tell their inspiring stories. Our mission is to connect moms by talking about these topics that parents deal with every day and to continue these conversations in our Real Life Moms Facebook group, where we would love for you to become part of our community. This week is a topic that many of us can relate to. We are exploring why it is so easy to give to others, but not to ourselves. And in this week, I invited my friend, Christina Monsolino, a mom and a natural giver, to help me understand why we do this and what we can do to break the cycle for our children and for ourselves. Hi, Christina. Welcome to Real Life Moms. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. I am so glad you are coming on the show today and helping me discuss the topic of why is it so easy to give to others, not to ourselves? Right. I will I will help you the, with this the best I know how, but the topic really resonated with me. So thank you again for having me. Well, and I have to say it's funny because this topic came up because you posted, like I saw a post from you that said something like, why is it so easy to give to others but not receive or something like that? Right. And I was like, right, I, ha- I have to discuss this. So, so let, let's go back for a second because you're a mom and you have a daughter. I do. And you also have a stepdaughter. Is that correct? I, do, I actually I have a stepdaughter and three stepsons. And three stepsons. So you are in it. Yeah. So you, you are constantly giving. <laughs> yeah. I got like, I like hit the ground running giving. I did. I did. And you're such a natural giver. I mean, you, you to me are someone that just makes everybody feel welcome and you definitely always go above and beyond. So Aww. yeah, I mean, you're a doer. You're a doer. You know what? A friend of ours when we were all together recently had said something like, Oh, you know, you love doing this gathering. And I said, I do, I do. It Mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't scare me and getting people together or connecting people. It's like just my jam. Like I don't mind it. It doesn't frighten me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, and then, yeah, that day that I wrote the post to circle back to what you were saying, yeah, I don't don't even remember what was going on, but it was like rough, like the last whatever full moons or who knows what, but it day was a rough one. And I don't usually write like too many times about, you know, emotions. I just had to like get it out. Like that day was a rough one for some reason. It was just easier to give to others than it was to self care for myself that day. And and it, I remember feeling really weighted and like feeling like, wow, why is that? And then when you when you connected with me to say like this is this is the one, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm ready to dig deeper. I I don't think you're alone. I mean, I think a lot of people feel this way, which is why it resonated so much. And what does that mean to you? Receive. What are what do you feel? you are looking to receive but as much mm-hmm. more so than when people do try to give I'm like yeah no I'm good I'm good like, uh, I, put, like uh, I, I put a wall up and not like a fake wall like like a smiley face or whatever but I saw a Facebook post today like that someone said you know do you need a hug or how are you doing are you okay and I'm like I'm great as long as you don't you know give me a hug for a really long time and then like and I'm not doing the meme any justice but then someone in the meme gave long 60 second hug and at the end of the hug the cartoon was like weeping and I was like wow I can completely relate to that oh yeah me too me too because I think our natural instinct and I don't know if it's a mom thing or our thing <laughs> but our natural instinct is exactly like how are you I'm good like the superficial right that's all and it's not a wall it's just like I'm good because I don't want to ask for anything 
I'm, I'm okay. But the minute you take the time to dig in and ask me and question and maybe hold and hug me for more than that one second, right? Right. And then it's like you melt away and and maybe it is a wall. Maybe it is a wall and I just don't know it. Right. Um, Yeah. And you melt away and, and then the true, the truth comes out. Right. Right. And I wonder if it's because, you know, we always say this same thing to each other as women, you know, we're going and, and in life in general, especially now, you know, we're going a hundred miles an hour. Dare we stop and really connect. And which is so funny because I love asking people how they're doing and really, you know, what's your real answer? I'm here for you and yeah. take the time. But then I don't want to reciprocate that because I don't want to bother people. Yeah. Cause you are very good at that. I'm going <laughs> to stop you on that. Um, But you are really good about asking people and digging deeper and really and actually wanting to know the answers where some of us, you know, we ask and then we zone out. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, so gosh, I mean, I'm going to dig into you a little bit here. Uh Um, Okay. No, no, it's all good. It is good. Because we have to dig because there there is a reason, right? There is a reason why if you're in a conversation and people are asking, you're asking all these deeper questions, not the superficial ones that you kind of were like, no, no, I'm, I'm here. Like where, really, where is that coming from? Because obviously there's a reason behind that. For, for me, you know, I guess it's, you know, how our parents were brought up. Yeah. I mean, I can't be like, I can't be that kid who like, oh, it's always the mom's fault, right? It's not always the, it's not the mom's fault. It'll be, we've all done the best we can, but maybe it is a bit of a <laughs> generational thing where yeah uh you're brought up in a certain way and you're like okay that's too much now don't share so much right and I think I I think so I I do I'll I'll be honest because I do think we have these paradigms about what we should think of certain things right Uh, I do think they come from childhood and I'm not saying that like all everything is is from childhood at all but but I do think you know seeing my family they they were definitely more giving to us I didn't necessarily ever see them (laughs) buy things for themselves go on go do things for themselves really right my vision was really them geared towards helping us out and doing things for others right Um, and that may have been a generational thing when we were i think so similar age um and but i do think that it puts like a paradigm of what is right and what is wrong right that is right or wrong in my perspective of things right Yep. Yeah. It's not like a, a parents or, or a, a, you know, a mother father's fault, but to their generation, to our generation, if we are similar ages, my parents, my father was, was in the depression and my mom was post-depression. So there's a little gap in their years, but they were of the, didn't have as much or literally didn't emotionally give as much because they had Mm. other stuff going on. Right. Mm -hmm. They were in survival mode, like, like literally, Mm -hmm. and then come and raise their children. Right. Here's what we have. Here's how much we can literally give. Mm -hmm. Then here's how much we can emotionally give because Mm -hmm. we've got to just, you know, Dory, like I, I love like Dory just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> Right. what do you do right so you mm-hmm. just they just kept swimming because that's all they knew and that's all their parents knew right their parents came from yeah you know my grandparents are both both sets of my grandparents are from Italy you know one's more removed and one is less removed but I just think they were in survival mode and 
in our gene pool, we, you know, it is said that we still have that in our DNA, right? Mm -hmm. Fight or flight and survival. So I think, I think that's part of it. And and Mm -hmm. I I do actually think that's a huge part of it now that we're talking about it and and sussing it out now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like the therapy chair, you know, my parents, you know, woe is me, but I I think they did the best. And then that filtered down. And however, I decided in my DNA to interpret it, I did that for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say this. I do not ever expect that of my daughter. Like I'm always saying self-care, take care of yourself. How can we do this? I'll set herself up. I'll do my best to set her up for success in, in breaking the cycles that I was taught like that. I've told my husband, that's my goal, right? How can Uh we like, not just me, but I think I hear a lot of women we know say, how do we empower our children? How do we set our children up for success emotionally mm-hmm. to get in touch with themselves, to be a good person to themselves first and then to others and, yeah, you know, have empathy for others and take care of themselves in the meantime? Because I think maybe at some point, empathy for others also meant like giving away too much of yourself. But I think you can have empathy for others without them taking that chunk of you that maybe in the past people thought oh if you're too empathic you don't you don't have time for yourselves then you right. you've, you've split up too much of yourself mm-hmm. I, well i know that that doesn't have to be the case and teaching our children to do the same like this is tricky because listening to you i'm like oh my god i'm i'm so glad you you were saying this and that you recognize this because i was thinking before you know like listening to this was my kids are going to do the same thing that I'm doing because that's, I'm doing the same thing my parents did. I'm giving more to them, taking less for myself. They see that. Like, what's going to change for them? Oh. You know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, oh, like red flag is going off <laughs> in my head. But you saying that you have recognized this and that's oh. your goal. I'm like, shoot, I missed a goal. <laughs> Well, I so, I don't I wouldn't I don't think I would agree. I mean, I've listened to stories about your your kids, and uh, I don't know if I would one hundred percent agree. I don't think you've missed the mark, sister. I think you're doing a, a great job. And well, thank you, and I appreciate that. Um, I feel like though recognizing and teaching also self care. It's right. okay to mm-hmm. help self care, and you know I do things with my children and do a lot of okay. Schools are probably listening, but I do mental health days. <laughs> Because that was one thing that I learned as an adult to do. You know, I was going to work, going to work, and I'd work until I got sick. Right. And then, well, then you're off. You're using your time off to be sick. And I was like, well, if I just take a day off before I'm run down and recharge, Mm -hmm. then I might not get sick. So now I plan those and I can plan those for work. But, you know, the kids, they can't. They have school. And... You know, they will now say they have a certain amount of mental health days that they can take. And I say, you know, okay, you can use your mental health day, which I'm really proud of, you know, because I feel like that is something I didn't learn until adulthood. So maybe that is something I've recognized and allowed them to do for themselves. See? So that is good. Uh, But I don't know if I've shown them to, like, really receive. And because I think I'm still learning how to receive. Maybe that is the problem. 
Well, you know, it's a, it's a good problem to have. I mean, it means you recognize it. I don't think, I mean, I would agree. Like, you know, my daughter just held, held up a mirror yesterday. I, I was filling out some paperwork and it was like, well, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, she's like, mom, you need to do some soul searching. And I'm like, well, why? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I was like, wow, thank you. Thank you for that mirror. I appreciate you. But I feel like, oh, well, that's perfect. She's aware that soul searching is even a thing. Like, I don't think it, you know, 12, 13, you know, that I even knew what, you know, what, what the heck is soul searching? You no, just kind of existed. Sure. You know, it's funny because I think, I think I grew up a lot like you, you know, um, cause I think it was just the generation. Yes. Um, but it's interesting because I do now, now I'm going to take it back a little bit. I do think my kids see me not necessarily receiving, but working on myself. Right. Um, that I do. And I did that much more as an adult, you know, as like I got older and things are changing, really coming back to what is it I want? What do, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and really taking that time to think about it. Soul searching. Or like just right. like my daughter said, right? Soul searching. And I think they see me do that quite a bit. So maybe that is also rubbing off on them. So I can also feel better about myself yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yay! Yay! yay. Win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, our self-care, our self-care, you know, and I don't know what the, you know, I'm using the air quotes. I don't know what the correct self-care is, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we're just teaching them to recognize stepping out you know if self-care means stepping out of the craziness or stepping back then that's self-care right Mm -hmm. and if self-care means evaluating how you roll then that's also self-care right i mean Mm -hmm. whatever you're learning and growing from that is i feel like that's self-care um in addition to like the literal self-care is like Mm -hmm. hey do you want to go get a mani pedi today and that's a big treat you know or do you want to walk around the lake or do you want to just sit just sit and let's binge our favorite fill in the blank show with four episodes you know that being okay you, you know and not even having like the, you know, oh, you're, you know, you shouldn't be in front of the TV for seven hours. That's bad for your eyes. Well, forget it. Like this is self-care. We need to just sit on the couch, make popcorn and watch four episodes of, you know, Shit's Creek. I feel like there's so much running. Like, you know, when you're going fast and you're mm-hmm. taking care of, you know, driving them to point A, point B, getting the homework done, getting the dinner mm-hmm. done. And then, you know, you can go down that whole list, you know, oh, and by the way, I have to go shopping and um, volunteer for this and fill in the blank for that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, this self-care means just sitting. And you know what? You're together. Yeah. That's great. You're mm-hmm. forming that, remember, you know, you're forming that memory of like, remember when we went and binge watched, went and did a manicure, went to the mall, walked mm-hmm. around the lake, had yeah. a long conversation in the car, went to Dairy Queen, whatever it is, whatever self-care looks like, did mm-hmm. a massage, like we're slightly indulgent. You know, we, I do, um, I do massages once in a while and I didn't for all of COVID. Now I'm like, heck yeah, we're back. Yeah. Um, Which is so good. I mean, it's so, you know, as a cranial sacral therapist, right? Like it is so good to get those things. Like I'll go for a cranial sacral session because that's kind of my way of getting a massage. And it's funny because 
I see parents bring their kids in to even just try things. My daughter has had cranial sacral therapy. My son has because I've done it with them. Um, but it's not like I bring them around to different. I had this one parent I'll never forget. It was so smart. And I've never, I never did massages when I was younger or any of that. Like that to me was extravagant, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. But, you know, now I had this like parent who came to me and brought their kid in. And I was like, and I was like, kind of, you know, what do you need it for? And they were just like, no, just to try because I want my kids to know all the options they have to take care of themselves. Well done. I know. And I was like, whoa, that is huge. Like she brought her kid to acupuncture. I mean, and they wanted, it wasn't like she was pushing them to do it, but you know, we had a cranial sacral session. She's done massage with her kids. She's done acupuncture with her kids. So she's kind of given them just what is available. And I was like, wow, that is brilliant of just, and that's a different form of obviously self-care, but I was like, that's, I had no idea. Right. Right. My, like that wasn't, that was like out of my parents' wheelhouse. It was like, It was like food on the table. That's your self-care, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this. If the, if that was you, right? So if you grew up in a place where your parent was bringing you for pedicures and bringing you to massages and and just giving you different things, right? Or, or saying it's okay to have this or that, um, like just a different a different way. And your paradigm was different. You grew up with that. Do you think receiving would be different for you? Probably. Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? I, I mean, mean, who, I, who knows? Exactly. I mean, who knows, but I would, I mean, I would, I would take a guess at probably mm-hmm. um, only be, I guess only because I'm projecting because I hope that doing these things um, <laughs> are well, going to, you know, yeah. <laughs> are going to work in the long run for my daughter as well. You know, chiropractic care, like I mm-hmm. took her very, 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 young to chiropractic care and I mean I feel like that's huge self-care as as well yes um Mm -hmm. so you know what I would say I mean I would say probably because like you said who knows you know for a long time Lisa when I was younger I don't get me wrong I did self-care right Mm -hmm. and I feel like the big thing the big shift happened when I got older Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too, now I'm on my own, you know, um, pay for my own rent, pay for my own mortgage, mm-hmm. or, or now I'm married and we share all the responsibilities emotionally and financially. It all, and then there's people to take care of, stepkids, kids, grandkids, um, mm-hmm. aging parents. Now there's so much more at stake that you need to take care of. At some point you get lost. So I feel like it, mm-hmm. it was so much easier when I was younger. Yeah, I can see that. And then the shift came with more responsibilities. So that swung, the pendulum swung one way and then it swung the other. Now, how to make it, how to make it, you know, come to middle ground, right? And more normal and more accepted that, you know what, it's okay. It doesn't have to go all the way left, all the way right. It just needs to be grounded in the middle of all the things are okay to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And the financial piece is interesting to me because I find this with myself all the time. You know, kids need something. They're joining a sport that you have to pay for or they need this for school or not for school just because they want it, right? Mm-hmm. I find myself going, oh, here, let me just lay out that money for you. <laughs> right. you know, right? It's like a no-brainer. But take the same financial thing that I would want for myself, you know, right. it costs the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, nah, 
You know, I, yeah, I don't need it, right? Like, I mean, what is that, right? It's obviously had the money because you were going to give it like without a blink of an eye to your oh. child. <laughs> but yet you're like, no, it's okay for yourself. And yeah, I feel like actually lately, I have to say in the last week or two, I've been asking myself before I say, nah, I've been saying, would I have bought this for one of my kids? And if the answer is yes, then I may do it. Right. Hey, it may have may right may <laughs> here lisa i say do it now of course you know like within financial reason but um you know don't buy the villa in italy just yet but you know well i wouldn't give them i wouldn't i financially be able to do that for them like i'm not buying my daughter a car either you know <laughs> right so, um yeah so it's not that kind of stuff but it, it can even be down to like uh, a sweater you know, it could be mm-hmm. simple. It could be something that we shouldn't be really sitting and thinking over. But once again, if it was for somebody else, an easy yes, right? right. Easy. Oh, yeah. If yep. it was for myself, you know, um, it's, you know, why? Yeah, oh, I don't really need it. I have a sweater or something. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've busted a move on that lately as well. I'm, you know, fiz- like have a closet full of like, wow, these, this is like 20 years old. Holy <laughs> yeah. cow. That's amazing, right? <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of dated and I get everything old is new again, but man, I don't, I don't know if this will really be right. And you know, yeah, I don't even love that color anymore. Kind of thing, yeah. whatever. Or it doesn't even fit. I'm not going to ever like fit that again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> My body has changed people. <laughs> um, let me tell you a story. I was jamming on some cooking for a few days in a row and I had this one meal in my head, executed the plan, was plating the recipe that was for dinner and, you know, maybe there was a potato pancake or some kind of pancake or something involved. And I had flipped one of them and I'm like, oh, damn, that broke apart. I'll take that one. Oh, God, we do this all the time. Yes. Tell me. Yes. Yes. You take the one that doesn't look pretty. I took the one that fell apart and then I was like, well, let me also taste it because I want to taste it. I want to season it. Four different components on the plate and we love Master Chef Junior. And I'm like, okay, would Gordon Ramsay be proud? So I plate everything and I literally had like parent plate, like husband plate, daughter plate, mommy plate. Mm-hmm. And my plate looked very different to me than the other two plates. My husband <laughs> had a little bit more fruit on it. My husband had the pretty stuff. My daughter had, you know, her, you know, how she likes with the mm-hmm. the dressing, the this, the that. And then my husband sits down. We all sit down. We wanted to, and we sit down and I'm like, where's my plate? And I look over at my husband and he's like, well, this is so good. And I'm like, that's oh, my plate. He and ate he, yours. He ate mine. Now, Lisa, a hundred thousand percent, to be fair, it looked exactly the same to him, right? What would he have been like? What would he have perceived different? Absolutely nothing, right? But it was, it was because the pieces were different, smaller, not the best looking pieces, not what I imagined in my head. And why was it so easy to give everybody else the pretty piece? Right. And he didn't care. He didn't care. He was like, this is great. How many other times in our lives are we doing that? A lot. Person doesn't even notice. Too many. Too many. Too many. Too too many. And um, and we give, yeah, too many, too many times because 
Mm-hmm. For some reason, we put so much weight on it, or I can speak only to myself. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I put so much weight on it. And then, again, teasing it out, I realized, you know, maybe that's like a different generation's jam that I grew up with, that I had a big chunk to still remove. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I know my husband does this a lot too, actually. He he always gives everybody the prettier and, and, he, and he announces it. And, um, and when I cook, I feel like I kind of, actually, I feel like I kind of have to. I don't know it's as innate in me as it is in you <laughs> because I feel like I have to because I know he does and I oh. the prettier. <laughs> You know, the prettier ones, and I'll have the pancake that looks messy. But I have to say, I'm super resentful. Like, I am eating my pancake, and I am not happy at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> so it's so funny. Not, so it's funny, not funny, right? But, I mean, so, again, to what we were saying earlier, like, if we can at least notice it, right versus like you know you're resentful that's a feeling like were our parents even resentful like did they or were they like no that's just what we do right that's that's just what the role of the of the wife is in the situation and yeah and and I hear you saying breaking the cycle like because you want your kids to do something different I think that's important but I also think like how do we break it for ourselves how do we right because I am resentful I'll be honest like I am <laughs> resentful and that's no good. that's you know noticing is the first step which is good we both noticed um, but yeah what do we we need to work on this what can we do to to really break it not just for our kids but for ourselves so that right. we're not always always in a position of giving and and not receiving I'll tell you what, I'm going to make breakfast this weekend and I'm giving myself the prettiest plate ever. I'm you got it. And I'm going to see if anyone actually cares because I have a feeling they don't. A hundred percent. Like, <laughs> dude, they so don't. And I don't know. I don't know where it where it happened to me or you that like we we cared about it. But do it. Do it. Take the pretty pancake. Take the pretty pancake. I'm going to do that. That's number one. Number two, what else can we do to, what what do you think? What else can we do to just be able to receive and feel good about it? You know, feel good about receiving. One more example, and then maybe this will be a number two. Okay. I had a friend give me a compliment. And mind you, I will tell my daughter, stepdaughter, if they're listening, you know, because God knows I talk too much. But (laughs) if they're listening, I will say, you know, you listen to it own it and say thank you because it's true because someone wants to give you that compliment because they really feel it if you poo poo it you are maybe poo pooing them and maybe they'll feel like oh well was it something I said right Mm -hmm. um a friend gave me a compliment they said something and I it took all of me to Mm -hmm. not self-deprecate so here's what I tell my you know as many people as I can don't self-deprecate Mm-hmm. right and take the compliment yes and why is that so hard right so mm-hmm. finally i what i preached and a friend said you know their compliment and I, and I went and i literally like there was like three pages of you know stuff <laughs> in my head <laughs> and, then, and here's what came out of my mouth thank you awesome yes, and say thank you and 
do the pages later. <laughs> do the pages later, or never do the pages, never. or yeah. put them in the stinking shredder. I mean, mm-hmm. you know why it's so hard to take a compliment, or to have that story, or not take a compliment, or not feel like it's okay to uplift ourselves if someone mm-hmm. say thank you. Um, yeah. Because I tell my kids, my daughter, stepkids, hopefully, you know, more so my daughter, because I'm she's here more than they are. But um, you know, just take it, take the just say thank you don't throw it in the trash you know if right because people stop doing it i mean right like your family say you know like they're gonna stop giving you compliments if you keep going oh no i don't know that's not true you know like nobody wants to give you a compliment (laughs) if you keep like putting like it makes the other person feel bad right (laughs) yeah nobody wants to do that and so then they stop and then that's not good either right yeah, I know it for me it took years a year my husband would give oh he's so sweet he would give me a compliment every day every day and I would just be like ugh, you know <laughs> but finally like they kind of like faded a little bit and so finally I was like wait thank you thank you right right so, like, I needed to say I had to learn it took me years to learn right thank you and feel it and mean it and right. that's okay. I think it's okay that it's fake at first because sometimes it is like it doesn't feel real. Right. You can't feel it. But eventually, if you keep doing it, it becomes real. And, right. and thank you is genuine and it's it's really nice. So, yeah. Yep. That's okay. a, so is that, is that number two? I don't know. That is number two. Number two is thank you. And yep. that's they thank you. And it's okay to receive a compliment, yep. you know, because people don't just di- like dish them out for nothing. You know, they will, they give them to you because they, you, you earned it. Right. They, they, yeah. they, something, something about whatever you're, you know, and it's not necessarily like what you look like or it's like, Hey, like I, I was, I really admired when you said I could be something you have said that they give you a compliment right. over yeah. said to my daughter, you know, say thank you. Or um, my husband even, I'm like, honey, say, you know, just say, say thank you. And I realized I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's doing the same thing. What we're asking of our daughter to do. So if we're not modeling it, the behavior, and this is like any behavior, if we're not modeling that behavior, it's not going to break the cycle to our children, you know, give and receive. How easy is it to give of our neighbor when they broke, break their foot, break their toe? Here's some lasagna. You know, mm-hmm. how easy is it to give? Super easy. How easy is it to receive? Oh, no, you shouldn't have. Right. Just, just yeah. stink and say thank you. Just nothing but thank you. Yeah. I think, And then I think, like, let's do number three, because I think number three should be like, you know, I feel like I don't know if it's a financial piece or just even just, you know, believing in yourself maybe it's just a believing in yourself you know if you want to take class to do something (gasps) out of your comfort zone yes like so easy for me like you know my daughter joined the golf team now she never picked up a club ever okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah right Um, i love it i know right it sounds cool um but yes there she was she's like you know and and you know, we believe in her. She believes in herself. It's so amazing that she has this confidence that she's never picked up anything and apparently on the varsity golf team. Okay, well, good. Um, but 
would I ever do that? I'm like, oh, no, I can't play golf. And no, I'm not going to spend the money for, you know, like, I would just be like, no, like, even if I wanted to do something that maybe is different and out of my comfort zone, like, yes, I feel like believing in ourselves as much as we believe in others. Can we put that as number three? Is that a good one? I think that's amazing. I'm speechless. That's, that's like perfect for a number three. Number three. Yes. Okay. And, you know, we have a friend and there's a the, like a big there was I don't know about how big, but there was like a there's a movement. Right. You know, 40 things before 40 or 50 things for 50. Yeah. And I feel like that is somewhat guys in, you know, I don't know about guys, but giving give yourself permission to do like you just said, all those things mm-hmm. that we encourage our, you know, our baby to turn over our toddler to take that first step you know, our first grader to walk into the classroom, that much forward, that much motion behind them, you know, give that same motion to ourselves and guising it in 40, you know, 40 to 40 or 50 to 50 things to do, just do it. You know, we don't give ourselves enough permission uh, to do these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think being our own cheerleaders and letting others cheer for us. Yep. Yep, we do yep. that a lot. I feel like I'm I'm a good cheerleader for all, everybody, right? But yeah, cheering for myself and allowing other people to cheer for me, especially in things that might be a little bit more scary, like starting a podcast. <laughs> yes. Right. Good for you, by the way. Thank you. You are one of my cheerleaders. <laughs> I love I love that you did this. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the number three. So I think we have some good, I think we have some good insights here. I'll say to move forward because I, I, I think this is something that a lot, I don't think it's just moms. I really don't. I think it's no. a lot of people. I know my husband, when I mentioned this topic, he's like, Oh, the story of my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so true. Yep. So yep. True. So. Totally. Totally. This is, this would be a real life dads. I mean, my, God bless him. <laughs> my husband's a, a father from when he's like, you know, early twenties and it's been, I'm having a Hamilton moment. You give and you give and you give, right? So he is a natural, like if there is such a thing, a natural father and then a natural giver um, and then a natural worrier about, you know, where they're going to go. But then if you give him a compliment, literally, I'm like, uh, I said, I just said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm like, say, say, thank you. And again, modeling it for his daughter. And he has a hard time saying thank you because, I mean, I'm going to guess he's going to hear this podcast, but because mm-hmm. receiving is just so much harder because he has been used to giving yeah. for so long and he loves it. He's good at it. And he doesn't and really, truly like he wouldn't he doesn't resent it. He's just done it. Um, but but taking that compliment and taking that, you know, like being able to say thank you um, is really hard, is really hard for him. I'm also married to a giver. So I think what we should say is all the givers out there, right? Yes. We challenge all the givers out there to <laughs> receive yep. in any way that that looks for them. Yep. Yeah. The real life mom's challenge, right? <laughs> there you go. Laying it down. Laying it down. Um, so what do you think? Is there anything else you would like other parents that might be struggling alongside us to know? You know, I would say just give yourself that, per- give yourself permission mm-hmm. do it a little bit different than maybe if your role models were your parents mm-hmm. or your aunties 
or your care, whatever, whoever's your caregiver, you know, do it a little different if you feel if it's not working. And I also feel like treat yourself like you treat others. Giving to yourself. And that doesn't mean taking. You're not taking away from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a good distinction that giving to yourself does not take from someone else. I love that. Right. Yeah. And I think I feel like for me, like a little bit of that may be actually really true as I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it that's not what it is. Just mm-hmm. just be okay with with giving to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. See, hmm. I, think I have to say, after every conversation, I do take away something and, and I have to say I use the stuff I learned in these podcasts. So I will be taking this information and I will be changing. So I thank you. Oh, oh, you're welcome. I thank you. (laughs) See how easy that was? You said it there, but you did it. I'm so proud. I I can do it. You can. Um, But really, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your thoughts on this topic. Oh, my. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode. Like always, I've learned so much from our mom chats. And like Christina said, just because we open ourselves to receiving doesn't mean we are taking from someone else. So as we continue to give to our friends, family, and neighbors, remember to give to ourselves as well. If you are looking for advice, resources, or just need support from other moms, join us on our Real Life Moms Facebook group. We would love to hear your stories. And don't forget to follow Real Life Moms so you don't miss an episode.